you, like Edmund in the Chronicles of Narnia being offered Turkish delight, into a frenzy. But you need to know that Satan is slow cooking the death of your calling. Way back when. There was a steamy stew brewing for Esau. To understand what was at stake, we have to go all the way back to Esau's grandpa Abraham, one of the most famous dudes in the whole Bible. His nickname is the father of faith, or just Father Abraham. Ironically, for someone who went down in history as a dad, old Abram, as his name was at the beginning of the story, and his wife Sarai, had a really difficult time having kids. To make matters worse, the name Abram meant exalted father. Imagine his embarrassment when introducing himself, as people constantly asked how many kids he had, only to learn he had none, in a culture that equated a barren womb with the judgment of God. That would be like having the unfortunate name Anthony Weiner and then being caught up in a sexting scandal. Abram and Sarai grew old and eventually gave up on the idea of having a family. He accepted that his servant Eleazar was going to be the beneficiary of his considerable estate. Then God showed up with an amazing, ridiculous promise. Abram, you and Sarai are going to have so many descendants that they will be more in number than the stars in the night sky. Out of your family will come great nations. Through those nations, kings will be born who will bless the whole world. Genesis 15, 2-5 and 17, 4-6. Authors paraphrase. Eventually, a Messiah would come from Abraham's descendants, crush the head of the devil, and destroy death. As insanely, improbably bizarre as it was to hear such a thing, Abram believed God on the spot, and God accounted it to him for righteousness. Genesis 15:6. In other words, God opened an umbrella called grace over Abram's life, and from that moment forward, not one drop of wrath would ever splash onto his skin. That's faith, by the way. Triggering grace by taking God at his word. Latching onto the words that come from his mouth. No ifs, ands, or buts. In this ancient story, Abraham modeled for us what God has asked for us from the beginning. Faith. We mistakenly think that going to heaven is based on doing something. But it's based on believing something. God's promises. Author and pastor Jensen Franklin put it this way, You don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. So, it's not about what you can do. It's about you believing what God did and will do. Ephesians 2, 8-9 tells us that salvation is by grace through faith. Authors paraphrase. Abraham's experience became the prototype for how we are saved today by putting our faith and trust in Jesus. I like to imagine that Abram went home, put on a little drake in the tent, chilled a bottle of champagne, and surprised Sarah with some roses, as you do. But they didn't have a baby. Years went by. It seemed as if God had completely forgotten about them and failed to keep his word. But God again reminded Abram of his promise. God even went so far as to change Abram's name to Abraham, which means father of many nations, and Sarai's name to Sarah. At this point, Abraham was 99 years old, 
and Sarah was about ninety. Speaking about it afterward, the book of Hebrews says God waited until Abraham's body was as good as dead. Eleven verse twelve. In case you are wondering, that's not a compliment. I don't imagine many Tinder profiles have that as a description. My name is Tim. I am in banking. I like cooking and playing soccer, and my body is as good as dead. Swipe right for a good time. But once the sitch was several levels beyond impossible, God intervened. Side note: It ain't over till it's over. But even when it is over, God can add time to the clock. Harry and heel catcher. The stork finally showed up. It wasn't clean and tidy by any means. There was a lapse of faith when Abraham and Sarah had a baby with a surrogate, thinking God needed help.